believe that. Isn't he been good? Hallelujah. He is faithful. Hallelujah. He deserves praise and glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Who else can we say that has, uh, has always been there for us, has never failed us, and never left us? Amen. Only Jesus. Amen. We can count upon him. And if he's been there for us in the past, amen, we know he's going to be there for us tomorrow. Amen. And in the future. So in him, we put our, our faith and our trust. Amen. Because we know that he is going to be there for us. Amen. What a great God that we serve. Amen. Isn't he good to you? Amen. Is all the time. Amen. And we want to uh, come here tonight to give him praise and glory, to lift him up. Amen. Because he is worthy of it. Amen. And aren't you thankful that uh, his mercy and grace follows us all the days of our lives, right? I mean, man, what a blessed life that we have. We may not have everything, but hey, as long as we got Jesus, we got his love, his grace, and his mercy, what else do we really need in this world? Amen. When we have him, we have everything that we could ever want and need. Amen. So good to see everyone here tonight together to lift up Jesus. Amen. As our ushers come, we want to remember um, events coming up. We get this Saturday, got a men's breakfast at 8 a.m. Amen. If you need more info, see Brother, Brother Buck about that. Uh, next uh, week, we got ladies' conference. Amen. The ladies will be up for their turn. Amen. It's a Always a great time for that. Um, the uh, the men's men's conference, man. If uh, you're wanting some uh, the audio or video of that, they they're putting them now on YouTube and on Facebook. Uh, they're not doing the CDs anymore, uh, so it's all free. Just go on Facebook and search it out, uh, Florida District United Pentecostal Church, and you'll find uh, there and watch to your heart's desire. Amen. We're thankful for the, uh, the technology and being able to do that. Amen. Isn't it amazing how, no matter how old a, a, a sermon or a service is, it's still, the word still applies to you, right? You can listen to it years and years later, and you can still feel the word of God moving in your life. Amen. And uh, we want to uh, get all that we can from God. Amen. We want to remember those, uh, the needs that we have, whether you or your friends or family members. God knows the needs, and we want to lift them up before the Lord tonight as we pray for this offering. Let's do that together. Lord Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Lord, how you've blessed us so much, God. We come to give back to you tonight, God, of our of our worship and of our giving. Jesus, we ask that you bless this offering, multiply for your kingdom. Lord, pray for each and every need, God, that your hand would be there, God. In Jesus' precious name that we pray, amen, amen, amen. Let's come and give unto the Lord as we worship and giving tonight. No! 
Jesus, we praise you. We thank you, God. We truly know, God, that there is none like you. You deserve everything, God. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Amen. As Kids Church is, is dismissed, amen, we are going to continue in tonight part three of our series, First and Last Days, Second Peter 3 and 1. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Amen. Aren't you thankful that you know God has everything in his hands? Amen. It's all going according to his plan. Amen. And so uh, tonight is part three. Um, you may be seated tonight. Amen. The Bible speaks about so many things happening in these last days and uh, many good things in regards to the church and the kingdom of God, uh, such as the end time revival and end time harvest of souls. Uh, mighty outpouring of God's Spirit upon all flesh and miracles, signs and wonders, uh, things that we have never seen about or, or maybe just read about, amen, those are happening and will happen in the last days. And, and so that is what is coming. And so knowing that, we need to prepare ourselves for Whatever and however God wants us to use us in these last days as his vessels to give him glory. But in regards to this world and those that are unsaved and uh, regarding them, uh, anything that can be shaken will be shaken. And we know that this world and the things of it will be shaken. Um we have seen some similarities between what is spoken of in the last days and uh, what events happened in the first days, uh, which brings us believers even more assurance that God is not going to be taken off guard uh, by what happens, even though we are caught by surprise and uh, are, are amazed at what happens and the atrocities and things that take place in this world. Uh, we know that God is not caught off guard um, with each passing day or each, each passing headline. Uh, it's not new to God, it's just new to us. And so we have to trust in God that he knows what he's doing and uh, he's been doing it long before you and I have ever showed up on the scene uh, so we, we have to trust in him and in his plan and in his will. Uh, really, isn't it that uh, it's what it really always boils down to anything, anyways, right? Uh, what uh, having faith in, in God and trusting in his plan and his purpose and his word, no matter what situation we find ourselves in, no matter what the case is, the answer the peace, the assurance is always found in him. It's us that just kind of get distracted and, 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 and caught off guard and we're not seeing clearly or we're not thinking clearly 
because of what may or may not be happening around us, but uh, everything comes to full circle and, and our, uh, we can take a, a, a sigh of relief whenever we finally get in contact with God again because that's where peace is, is with Him. And we know that it's all going to work out for the better, as the Bible tells us, to those that are called according to His purpose. And so no matter what it is, uh, we know that God's going to make sure it's going to work out for our betterment. Uh, we may not see how that may happen, but again, we have to go back to trusting in Him and His Word. And, and last week, we, we explored uh, really kind of the blessings of the last days. Uh, and also, we found those similarities in the first days, such as peace in the world uh, so much so that uh, the animals are no longer will attack one another, as the Bible declares. The animals will lay down with one another. Um, we see that in the, the 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 millennial reign when Jesus is ruling on this world. That uh, uh, everything is just the way it, it used to be. To in some aspect, we find God again, once again, uh, re reconnected with His people. Uh, that God, we got separated from him with the fall and, and sin in our lives. And uh, God is going to be reconnected with them as he was back in the beginning. Um, and God will be in the midst of his people once again and walking and talking uh, in the cool of the day and all of the day, really. Uh, he's doing that now, right, with walking with his people. And, and so... Um, we also saw last week in the last days uh, the tree of life reappeared um, in, in heaven and in the, the new world. And uh, we also saw that uh, obviously back in the beginning, the first days in the Garden of Eden. Uh, and so we also see no more pain or sorrow, no more suffering because... We are living in a state of perfection because, once again, Jesus is with us. And when, whenever God is, is near us or God is in this world or his spirit is with men, uh, with mankind, uh, we know that that just really affects everything. And uh, we, we, we see that happening as it was in the first days in the Garden of Eden, how uh, there was no pain or sorrow or, or none of those things. And so all of those things are, uh, you and I, those are the things, the highlights that you and I, we look forward to. Uh, and even the people of this world uh, claim to look forward to those things as well. I mean, who, who wouldn't want all of those things that, get, that the Bible speaks about, right? Uh, a beautiful earth, a new heaven, new earth, and animals not killing each other, not killing mankind. Uh, all of those things, no pain or sorrow or suffering, who wouldn't want to live in such a world like that. Um, but uh, those things are only going to be experienced by those people that are born again, born of the water and of the Spirit, those that are obedient to the Word of God and submitted to the Word and the plan of God. Uh, because without that, you're not going to see the kingdom of God in, in heaven. And so not only will these great things reappear in the last days, but also, not-so-great things are going to appear and reappear. And that is kind of what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, by scanning the, the, the news headlines, we can follow and, 
and keep track uh, of how uh, these last time events, these last days events are progressing. And one of the, the major things that the Bible states is going to happen in the last days is a uh, one world government. And we first see this spoken about in Daniel's vision uh, of the last days in Daniel 7.23. But he, thus he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it into pieces. Uh, the fourth kingdom is the fourth uh, superpower, if you will, of the Gentile kingdom. Uh, the, f the, the three previous ones have already come and, and gone uh, thousands of years ago, uh, back in the, the Persians and the Babylonians and uh, the Romans and uh, all of them ruling the world. Um, but now we see in the last days this fourth beast that comes and arises, unlike every other one. It, it speaks about devouring the whole earth. Uh, obviously means it has conquered and it controls the entire earth. If you're going to devour the whole earth, you have power to do that. And, and so this kingdom is also confirmed and spoken about in the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 13 and 11, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. He exercises all the power of the first beast before him, and causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. And he doeth great wonders so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. And he had the power to give life unto the image of the beast, and the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. He causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And so the only way, obviously, that you can cause all, all people upon the earth to receive a mark is if you control all. Um, you have the power to demand such a, a request and you have the power to enforce this request throughout all the world and so obviously you are in control of this world. And uh, this is a, another reason why um, I, I believe that America has to be involved in this one world government. Because you cannot have a one world government, but yet America not be a part of it. We, we want to do our own thing. You guys do your own thing over there. We're good over here because we're here to help Israel uh, as, our, as our purpose and plan. But... If, if America is not a part of the one world government, then people would just flee those parts of the world, right, and come to America. Hey, America is the only country not involved in this one world, 
one world government, hey, I'm just going to go there because that's a much better place than everywhere else in the world. Uh, and, and so uh, it has to, the, the Antichrist, they, he has to have power over all the earth and over all the peoples. And so um, that is what, uh, and really I think that the world is ready and probably has been ready for a one world government. Uh, but I think that the only thing that really is holding it up and has been holding up is America. We're just kind of in the way because we like our liberty and uh, we don't any, want anybody else to tell us what to do. Uh, and so uh, America has to lose its independence and submit uh, to be controlled by international laws and leaders if there is going to be a one world government. And I know that's a, a frightful thing to think about, but uh, whether we're here or not, I mean, it has to happen if, if the whole world has, is going to come together. Um, and so uh, that we, we, we can look back at history and we can certainly uh, tell that that was not going to happen under the previous president uh, because he was America first about everything. In America, we do our own thing. We don't care about the world, the rest of the world. And in, in, you know, a polite way, I guess. Uh, but uh, you cannot have somebody like that leaving, leading America if the world is trying to form a one-world government. Uh, and so Donald Trump had to go, uh, and so he did. And so now we have a, a president that, that said, he said this last month, if you put up the picture, uh, picture number one, if you will, um, he, he said, uh, there's going to be a new world order, and the U.S. must take the lead in that. Uh, and, and so I don't know if he knew what he was saying, but Christians don't like those, that, those words, uh, and we don't want America a part of that. Uh, but whether we like that or not, we can see in the Bible that this is going to happen, and this is where the, the direction that the world is going uh, and so things ha are going to have to change at some point along the history uh, in order for the prophecy and the word of God to come to pass. Because it, it doesn't matter what countries are out there. It doesn't matter how great America is. Uh, if the Bible says something is going to happen, it's going to happen. And if the Bible says there's going to be a one world government and one man's going to control all the people in all the world, that's going to have to happen. And it will happen. Uh, whether we are here or not, that's really the question that it comes down to. Uh, and so uh, uh, our president said that last, last month. Uh, and so uh, obviously it may seem like he may be in favor of, of this um, or was just told to say it. I don't, we don't really know. Uh, we probably know. But, um, but what we see is uh, these words in, in the world going in this direction even at even a faster pace than it than it has been in the past. And so if we look around at all the headlines and everything is almost looking like, hey, there's this world is trying to come together, new world order, uh, the great reset, and, and uh, all these things talking about how everything needs to change and switch up. I mean, uh, we're walking right into it, right? Uh, and so uh, the leader of the World Economic Forum uh, he wrote a book entitled COVID-19 and the Great Reset, uh, talking about how this is going to change the world as we know it. 
Um, and that was published amazingly a few months after COVID shut the entire world down two years ago. Um, and, and so uh, never before, never before has there been an event that literally shut down the entire world at once. At least as far as I know, I'm, I'm young, so I guess I, I can't only speak to my age and years, but um, uh, not to my uh, knowledge has there been any event that shuts the entire world down. Think about that, the power to be able to shut the whole world down at once. And we experienced that, and we're just, you know, coming out of that. Um, uh, every nation was quarantined and shut down, and... You, you can think whatever you want about COVID, but I think, personally, I think it was the first test for a one-world government. Let's just, let's see how this is going to play out in the world. Uh, if we have the power to shut the world down, uh, it's, it's just, just beginning. Uh, what countries are going to play along? What countries are, are going to give us problems? Uh, we need to see where people stand in regards to liberty and personal freedoms because in a one-world government, there is no liberty, is there? There is no freedom. There's no individual freedom. There's really not much individual rights in a one-world government. And so how can the Antichrist cause all to receive his mark? Uh, that's just crazy to think. Uh, and, I, you know, we, before COVID, we thought, man, how in the world is that going to happen? And so uh, nobody's going to be for that, but not, not right now. But uh, people have to be led to that point where all the world is going to say, okay, we'll do that. And so uh, we need to start testing this world and the people in it and start introducing, introducing worldwide problems and worldwide solutions. And, and pretty soon the solution will be that everyone needs to receive this. Otherwise, you cannot participate in the one-world economy. You can't buy or sell without, unless you receive this or do this or that. And, and just think of how close did we get to that with COVID. How close did we get to you cannot participate, you cannot come in here. You cannot buy or sell from us or in this store unless you have a, a mask or unless you show your vax card. I mean, how close did we really get to touching uh, the Antichrist's uh, system? I mean, it's, we're, it's like we're, we're all the guinea pigs. Now is the guinea pig time where they're testing everything out. Uh, and so we got pretty close to it on the first go around. Uh, and so not too bad, I guess, for them. And so... Now they know a little bit more after these few years have, have gone, and now they know how much we need to push for the next time or, or, or what people we need to target next time uh, for whatever comes our way because ultimately the world is being prepared to get to the point where everyone is going to say, I want to receive that mark. And they're not going to say it like that. Well, however, it's going to be wrapped and advertised we're being prepared for that right now because uh, of, of, of COVID and uh, many other things. Uh, and so uh, there's, there's been talk and whispering for years about this new world order and, and one world government and all of these things. But it, it's mostly been behind closed doors. Uh, but now it's just out in the open, isn't it? And if it's, that, if it's out in the open, you know it's a lot further along than we even realize it because we're the last ones to know what they're planning. Uh, and, and so 
2022, this year, has been the year for digital currencies. China started its digital currency in this January. Um, last month, uh, President Biden signed an executive order for the United States to look more into our own digital dollar, digital currency. The director of the International Money Monetary Fund said that over 100 countries are now looking into digital currencies. She also said that uh, we have moved beyond the conceptual discussions of a digital currency, and we are now in the phase of experimentation of digital currencies. And so the only way that you can control every human and their actions and what they can buy or cannot buy is going to be with a digital currency. And here we are, it's already being rolled out and, and being tested in, in many countries. And so uh, the digital country, uh, currency is not just some far-fetched idea. It's, it's here, it's now, and it's being rolled out and tested everywhere uh, around this world. And so they're, they're, just, they're at the point now where they're, they're not hiding it anymore. They're not hiding who they were. They're not afraid to say that they're, uh, they're socialists or they're communists or they, they want to just take over and take away everyone and control everybody. They're, they're not hiding anymore. Uh, that all points to the, the fact that, hey, we're headed in that direction and we're getting even closer than we were uh, years gone by. Uh, and so... Uh, really, the, the foundation, I think, for this one-world government is being laid right now. They're working on it. They're framing it. They're pouring it. The cement trucks are here pouring the foundation for this uh, new world order. This an The Antichrist will run, and we can see and we can smell and we can feel the wet cement, I think. That's where we're at, I think. It, but... Uh, uh, and don't, don't tell me that your, our time is not short uh, because it really is. As quickly as things are moving, uh, don't tell me that Jesus is not returning because we've heard that all of our lives. And, and now more than ever do we need to be saying that and telling that, that because Jesus' return is very soon and we need to be ready to meet him in the air. Uh, no matter what is happening out there, our souls are uh, got to be prepared and, are, and ready to meet our Lord and Savior because it can happen in a moment in a twinkling of an eye uh, that Jesus comes back for his church and I want to be going with him. And so this is the here and now. Uh, what is some of the just the brief headlines uh, of, of, of recent times, the here and now, in the last days. But what about, what about the first days? This is what we're talking about. What about a world government in the first days? Controlling everybody with a one world religion, a world currency. Is there, was there such a thing in the first days that we can go back and look at um, after the Garden of Eden, it seems like it kind of was like the Wild West in this world. You go and do whatever you want, and you're your own conscience. Let your conscience be your guide. There was really no established government that was spoken of in, in Scripture that we have. Uh, uh, but we, we do have people, obviously, that were hungry for God. They chose to follow the, the rules and laws of God, and God would obviously lead them. Anybody that is hungry for God, doesn't matter when you grew up or when, when you lived in this world or, or in the times of history, 
Anybody that is hungry for God is going to draw close to him, and God's going to draw close to them. And so uh, people that need God and want more of God, there's plenty of him available, whether in 2022 or 2000 B.C., whatever the time period was, God is going to reach to those who want him and are hungry for him. Um, but we don't see any, any kind of organized uh, governments or societies uh, to that extent where they're dominating the world. But we do see this begin to happen after the flood. In the new world, we, we see very early on that a new world order was being established. Uh, but before we get to that point, we have to look at God's new, or, new world order uh, and what it was for the world after the flood. Genesis 9 and 1, God blessed Noah and his sons, and he said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Fill the earth and, and, and go and, and be fruitful. Uh, that's what God's plan was for mankind in this new world. And um, that's what God told them to do, and that is what, uh, what they just they did that. Genesis 10, 32 uh, it says, these are the families of the sons of Noah after their generations in their nations. By these were the nations divided in the earth after the flood. Uh, and so we see uh, Noah's descendants uh, obeying and listening to the word of God to go out, multiply, refill, and replenish the earth. And uh, the Bible speaks of uh, these were the nations divided in the earth. And so... Uh, when you use the word nation, obviously you're, you're talking about a, a separate group of people, separate societies, separate cultures and governments. Um, and that's what God commanded, what he desired to happen. And, and so uh, he, wanted, he wanted many nations of the many people spread out throughout the earth. God's plan at this time was not for a central government. It was not for a one-world government ruling the entire world uh, because the benefit of having multiple nations in the world is that it provides a, a balance of power in the world to, to some degree. Um, when one nation rises up and tries to take over, other nations will come and gather together and say, hey, we've got to stop them. From taking over the world. Uh, it goes back to the purpose of governments that Paul spoke about in Romans 13 and 4. For he is the minister of God to thee for good, but if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he that beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Speaking about those in authority over us, or speaking about governments. Uh, and so uh, the, the purpose of the governments is established here is to be to execute wrath upon those that do evil. The governments are supposed to be there to pass laws to keep evil in control and keep them in check, uh, keep them from uh, allowing evil from running rampant and just causing mayhem in the world. And so God gives the power and authority to human governments and, and, and nations to control um, the evil and reward good behaviors and citizens and, and punish evil. And so that's really the purpose of nations and governments uh, to some extent. 
But what happens when one government uh, becomes evil? Uh, let's just pick a, pick a country out there. Let's just say Germany, uh, for whatever reason, wants to, becomes evil and wants to rise up and take over the world. What happens is uh, other good governments come and get together and say, hey, we can't allow this to happen. That's not a good thing. That's bad. And so we need to keep evil in check. Uh, as as our, our purpose and plan, whether they realize it or not, given by God, is to execute wrath upon them that do evil. Uh, and so uh, nations bind together and band together and uh, took care of Adolf Hitler, and which caused World War II. And all throughout history we see this happening, nations rising up and uh, fighting against other nations. And so... This is what happens when there are multiple nations and multiple governments. Uh, there is some sort of, of a balance of power in the world. Um, because what happens when uh, all nations surrender, what happens when all these nations surrender to one, na- one language, one religion, one currency, and one ruler, um, that only works out well when that one country, when that one nation, when that one ruler who is ruling everybody else, that only works out well when that uh, one ruler is a God-fearing man or woman and who will rule in righteousness and uh, who will keep evil in check and do what is right and allow justice to happen um, and that's that's the the perfect world, I guess. If you if you want to have a one world government, would be a God fearing country and a God fearing leader uh, ruling the world. Um, but the problem is, is that those that have uh, risen the power, that level of power, to be able to control the entire world, they are not God fearing people, and so uh, uh, there is no nation then that is left to stand up and fight this evil that has taken over the world and to help keep the keep, keep evil in check. And so a uh, perfect example of this is what we talked about last week, how all nations of the world are going to come together uh, against the nation of Israel, all under one leader, under one ruler. And um, are they doing that out of a love for God and uh, of, out of righteousness and, hey, this is, you know, we want to do God's will? Um, no, they're, they're doing that for evil purposes out of their own selfish desires. Uh, and so we find that there is no nation to stand with Israel and to fight off this evil empire that has risen to power over the entire world. Uh, and so the only one who can stand against them, uh, against this world, is Jesus. And that is when uh, the nation of Israel cries out for help finally to their Savior. And Jesus comes to this world and he saves his people from the evil that has taken over the world. And uh, he fights them and, and, and destroys them. It's not really much of a fight. Uh, but uh, that is what happens when the world gets out of balance and all these nations submit and surrender to one uh, nation and one ruler who does not follow the, the word of God and does not fear God, is it just evil is a perfect opportunity for evil to rule and just uh, wreak havoc in this world. 
so many nations, so many governments, so many currencies, so many language is a good thing for this world uh, when there is no godly leader to rule this world. And that's what uh, Noah and his descendants did. They established many nations throughout the world. They spread out and they did all these things in the world uh, as, as God had commanded them. But then we get to Genesis chapter 11. It says, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. Now, that, that may sound great, uh, but that just means that a foundation is set. Uh, it is ripe for the harvest. Obviously, if a godly man rises to power and steps in, and, and this is a perfect platform to take over and rule the world for good, for God to uh, let his will be done. But for an ungodly person, this is prime for the taking. One world, one language, uh, one speech, everything. The stage is set for somebody just to step up and to start, start taking over little by little. And pretty soon what's going to happen is you're going to rule the whole world. And we see this in Genesis 11 verse 2. came to pass that as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and dwelt there. They said one to another, go, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. They had uh, brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said, go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach under the heaven and let us make us a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And so there it begins in the land of Shinar, one government to rule the world. One world religion that is evil and satanic, and it goes against everything that is in the word of God or everything that God has spoken. It is here in that society that we see that God is removed from their, from their everyday life. His word is buried or burned or banned. It's, it's, they don't care about what God had said because they are doing the exact opposite of what God said to do to go fruitful and fill and replenish the earth. And so man gets to do what he wants and begins to exalt himself and make him a name for themselves. Nowhere does it say anything about giving God glory or building altars to God or serving the Most High God because uh, the very man that rose up and started this all, his name was Nimrod. And this was the perfect opportunity, one language, uh, one speech. Uh, all it needed was the right bad guy to rise up to power, and pretty soon, boom, you've got, you've got worldwide dominion and power. And this is what happens. Genesis 10, 8, and Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. He's rising to fame and power. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord, wherefore it is said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. Um, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, and Erech, and Akkad, and Calneh in the land of Shinar. Uh, and so, what does the name Nimrod mean? You guessed it, Nimrod means rebellion. How about that for a name? What does your name mean? It means rebellion. Uh, and so here rebellion starts organizing and forming a, a one world government 
a one world religion in which Yahweh is no part of because they're already ignoring and rejecting his commandments. Uh, we know this simply because those at Babel are doing everything against what God said to do. Multiply and fill the earth. And any they obviously did not do that. They gathered together in one place. And any righteous person knows that they are not out to make a name for themselves, but it's all about God and his name and giving glory to him. Uh, here we see man is out to make a name for themselves. And they are also building a structure that they believe will keep them safe from a worldwide flood. They are wanting uh, an escape route away from God's judgment. Uh, and if you are fearing, God, if you're not fearing God and his judgments because you think you found a way out, if case this God decides to flood the earth again, hey, hey, we've got a tower, we can just run up and we can, be, we can, we can al be alive and we can survive whatever judgment this God is going to send upon this earth because the only judgment we know of is the worldwide flood. Uh, and so if you have a way out that you think you can escape God's judgment, uh, why would you continue to do anything that is good or pleasing in the eyes of God? You can do whatever you want because you think that you have a way out. And so, uh, plus building this tower into the heavens, they're not trusting in God because God said, I will never flood the earth again. Uh, I will not destroy this earth by water. And so if you really trust in God, you're just really wasting your time building this tower. Uh, and so Nimrod, the one world leader, has amassed the world to unite together against Yahweh um, and there are no other nations really to rise up and to keep this evil in check. And so what happens is that God has to come and intervene. And he steps in and we see that as musicians come. Genesis 11:5. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower and the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. They have all one language. And this they began to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them. There's nobody able to, to be able to rise up and to stop them. Uh, the good people will be uh, controlled and outnumbered. Uh, and so they can do whatever they want in this world, and it's not going to be anything that is going to be pleasing to me. Uh, they are clearly already in disobedience uh, to me uh, because their leader is named Rebellion, and I... I I'm wondering why he got that name. Uh, and so uh, he says, go down, let us go down, and therefore confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off the, to build the city. Basically, God just said, this is what I was trying to do and telling you guys to do anyways, but you didn't do it, so I'm going to step in and spread you out to create many nations and many languages across the world because that's, that's what I want uh, in this time. And there, uh, verse 9, therefore is the name of it called Babel <coughs> because uh, the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. And so God scatters the people scatters the languages across the world in order to keep evil in check. Another system, uh, again, we can't have a, a Babel 
coming together where one man is in charge of the whole world. And so the purposes of languages and, and nations is to keep a balance of power in the world until God's will is, is to be uh, fulfilled and completed and to keep evil in check. And, and so uh, that is done through a multitude of nations and people. And so what can we see and learn from from the first days is that whenever this world starts to come together and to talk about a new world order, a, a world without boundaries, a, a world where one nation is not greater than the other, but we're all together in this, and uh, talks of a, a world currency and, and talks of a world religion. And uh, when we see the world moving in that direction and, and taking steps and talking like that, uh, we know that when those things uh, begin to happen, we know what is not far away, and that is God's going to be coming to intervene in this world, right? Because he did that in the first days because there's no other nations left that God can use to rise up to control this evil. And so when there comes a, a talk of a one-world government, uh, the only thing after that is God coming to the earth and stepping in and intervening because that's what he did in the first days. And that is what Jesus is going to do in these last days when it actually transpires and happens. Uh, and so we need to be ready for the return of Jesus Christ. And we need to make sure that uh, we are on his side and be ready to meet him in the air. Uh, because we don't want to be left behind for all of this uh, stuff to finalize. This one world government to finalize and push the button for everything to happen. Because uh, it is not a pleasant time. At least it doesn't seem like that in the book of Revelation, a pleasant time to be here on the earth. Um, and so we want to be ready to escape what is to come and, uh, and, and to be with him in the clouds and in heaven. Amen. You stand with me tonight. Proverbs uh, 14, 34 says, Righteousness exalteth a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. Doesn't matter what the nation is, righteousness is going to exalt that nation. God, God will, His hand will be in that nation to exalt it. Uh, we can't exalt ourselves. God will do that if we are doing righteous deeds and following after righteousness. God can't help but to exalt that nation. Why? Because any nation that uh, follows righteousness. God wants to set apart to be an example uh, to the rest of the nations. Like this, look how blessed that nation is. Uh, how do they get so blessed? It's because they, they're serving God and they're living for God and living after, following after righteousness and keeping God in the center of, uh, of their nation uh, and society. God will exalt that nation above the rest. To be an example unto the others. And so uh, that was God's purpose and his plan for the nation of Israel. We saw that last week God said that he had placed Israel in the center of all nations. That's where he placed Israel is what we read last week. So Israel is in the center of all nations and according to God's eyes. Right in the middle there would be a light, 
of righteousness, a beacon of hope to the rest of the world, to the nations, a, a light that's shining in the dark world, uh, to be an example of how the world should live. And, and, and that is how the nation gets exalted by uh, submitting and surrendering to the Word of God and being obedient to it, and God will exalt that. Righteousness exalteth a nation. We see that actually happening uh, with uh, uh, King David and King Solomon, the pinnacle of uh, Israel's existence, I guess, if you will, as a, a nation and a world power. Uh, when they submitted to the Lord and they served Him, the Bible gives examples of, of Queen uh, uh, Sheba and, and, and other royalty that, that come from all across the world they came to Jerusalem to see the glory and the splendor of all that God has done. Why? Because God exalted that nation uh, above all the rest. And they, they had to travel to see it. And what they heard, the half wasn't even told them. Why? Because God was their God. They, they were submitted and surrendered to, uh, to Yahweh. And they were following righteousness. And so righteousness exalteth a nation. And Israel was exalted. Up until that point, and then we see obviously what the, the downturn uh, in, in the end of King Solomon's reign begins the downtime, the downturn and decline. And, and so, fast forwarding a couple thousand years, uh, America did not exalt itself on the world stage just because we could or we did. No, I, I believe that we were a God-fearing nation, and we followed after righteousness to the best that we could, and, and I believe that God blessed this nation because of that, founded upon uh, the Word of God. I think uh, of like 40% of, uh, of the references uh, and sources of our Constitution, 40% of our Constitution came from the Bible. Uh, we, we believed in righteousness, and we were founded upon the Word of God, and, and we followed after righteousness, and so therefore, righteousness exalted the nation. But for decades now, this exalted nation has been removing God from our society. And the deeds that are done, the laws that are passed, they are, are not righteous and they are far from it. When abortion was bad enough, but now states are talking about killing babies weeks after they are born and being okay with that. Mothers can allow their, uh, the, uh, their uh, children who are uh, just born up to a few certain weeks after they're talking about allowing mothers to allow them to die and they cannot be charged or, or be a criminal or anything it's just they're, they're weeks after being born if God judged Sodom and Gomorrah for their sins don't think that we're not next in line don't think that we are not exempt, uh, that we are exempt just because we have in God we trust on our money. Or just because we have songs that say, God bless America. Uh, we can say or print or do whatever we want, but righteousness is going to exalt a nation. If we, are not a, if we are not righteous people, we are not a righteous nation and we are not, will not be exalted. The only other thing is, is for the decline and judgment and destruction. 
and a president or a party is not going to save America. What's going to save America is righteousness, is repentance, God, and, and putting God back at the center of this country and the center of our lives. Uh, but we have to do that as individuals first. God, we got to seek God first for ourselves. And the more that we do it, uh, uh, then righteousness begins to spread in our lives and in our homes. And pretty soon uh, across this uh, country, this great country, uh, it has to start from the grassroots and the ground up because uh, we, we know that Congress is not going to pass a law that says we need to be a righteous nation. They're not going to save us. It doesn't matter what party's in there. It seems like they're both working together. No matter who's in charge of Congress, uh, unrighteous laws get passed, and we still, we're still moving down the same path, the same direction, the same road uh, towards a one-world godless government. It doesn't matter who's in charge or who's a president. It seems like we're on, we're on course for a one-world uh, government, and uh, clearly we can see that that's what the Bible talks about. So we should not be surprised, even though we, we don't, if we could apply the brakes, we would, we would try to apply the brakes of this country and this world, but we don't have that power, and, and frankly, uh, it, it just has to play out. And so we are moving closer and closer to this one world government because uh, the Bible declares it's going to happen, and it must happen. Because it happened in the first days, and it's going to happen again in the last days. Uh, but no matter what happens, hey, we are going to put our faith and trust in our God because we know that he has a plan and a purpose for this world, but also he has a plan and a purpose for us and the kingdom of God and his church. And that means, from what I understand, we're going to be raptured out of this place. And uh, uh, the way things are happening, it's going to be soon and very soon. And so I want to make sure that I am ready to see Jesus in the air and allow whatever happens in this world to happen. But we are going to put our faith and trust in God. Amen. Aren't you thankful that we know his word? We're thankful that we have a God who loves us, who will save us, who will not see the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. And so we have a promise and the word that we can stand upon in these last days. Uh, and we see everything happening. We may shake our heads, but hey, that just means Jesus is coming soon, and we got to be ready for that. Amen. Why don't we worship the Lord tonight? Why don't we thank him for his word and his promises and his protection that he's not going to leave us. He's going to be there for us. He'll give us the peace that we need, the courage to be strong, the boldness to make a stand for truth and righteousness. To be that light in this dark world. Hallelujah, Jesus. We're going to exalt you, Lord. We're going to lift you up, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Is an awesome God. He reigns, he reigns from heaven above with wisdom.
grateful for his hand, his word, his protection. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you. We give you praise. You are great and greatly to be praised. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. We may not like what is happening, but we know that we are not citizens of this world. Once we get born again, we become citizens of another world, of a heavenly kingdom. Uh, and so that's the one we want to live in. That's the one we want to come to this world. Amen. And so um, we don't want to uh, hold on to this world because we know that it needs to be changed. Uh, and only Jesus can do that. Amen. Amen. I want to be ready for him. God bless you all. You're dismissed tonight in Jesus' name. Let's go out and be a light in this dark world. <laughs>